before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and I am so delighted to spend some time with you today. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to share a quote that really resonated with me today. And it reads, I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret the things I haven't done. And those beautiful words of wisdom are delivered by the one and only Lucille Ball. Now, in today's show, I am so super excited to introduce you to a fellow Stacy, Stacy Race. And in this episode, we chatted up about her properties and how she's hosting bridal parties. We talk about all types of things like what amenities she offers, what she's doing to attract those bridal bookings. But more than that, we also talk about how Stacy is giving back to her very own community and how that's impacted her and her business. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Stacy Race. All right, my friends, today we are joined by a fellow Stacy. Stacy Peretti Race is with us. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, Stacy, Stacy, and I'm glad you spell it correctly. <laughs> very important. Very important. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. It's such a pleasure. And I, I'm excited about this topic we're going to chat about today, which is bridal bookings. We'll spend quite a bit of time chatting about that. But first, I wonder if you could just share with us a little bit about who you are and where you're located. Absolutely. I am uh, just outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, my, my favorite place in the world, unlike no other. I run five listings here on the North Shore of New Orleans. It's called Rare Find Rentals. And I got into this industry just like everyone else I hear kind of fell into it. Wasn't something that was a lifelong dream. My background has actually been in, as a, a writer and editor, a magazine editor, and spent most of most of my life doing that, a newspaper reporter. So I, I've been all around. I, I taught journalism. So that's that's really where my background lies and kind of got into this after becoming an empty nester and wanted to invest in a property and started from there. And just like you hear a lot of hosts say, it just has become my life. I absolutely love what I do. So, so happy that I stumbled upon STR and this industry because it's it just kind of has made everything complete. It's combined a lot of what I grew up doing. I was also a coach, an athletic coach for uh, over 20 years. And so now I coach other hosts. And so it all just kind of came together. Love hospitality down here in the South. That's just 
kind of where my heart lies. So, yep. I love that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your five listings are all within one property. Is that accurate? Three of them are. Three of them are. Yes. My first property that I bought, um, it's called the LaCroix. Uh, We named it after the man who built the home in 1899, Thomas LaCroix in Covington, Louisiana. And so it's a 120 plus year old home. And most of what is in there is is original, the the flooring and the beadboard walls. So it's got a lot of character. And yes, there are three separate units that are, they each have their own separate entrance. So you can be private, but when I do book bridal parties, I require that they book the whole home, that they have all three units. And of course that's for their privacy as well as any other guests. And it, it just gives them a lot more leeway to, to spread out and be around the house without bothering anyone else. Sure. And, and in my other two listings, are on a completely different property, just five miles away. It's actually where I'm sitting right now. It's called Sleepy Lagoon. And it offers bridal parties a completely different experience because it is on 18 acres out in a rural community. And we have two separate homes that are available for bridal parties. And they're far enough away from each other on the property that brides can get ready in one and groomsmen in the other. And and then there's 18 acres that they can, especially the guys, love to play on during the day while the ladies are getting their hair and makeup done. We have access to a river and uh, lagoons for fishing. So yeah, so those two homes are, are separate from the LaCroix out here at Sleepy Lagoon. I love that. I And already just even in the names, they have personality to them. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. So let's do talk about brides because I know that this is a topic that you are passionate about. It's a subject that you recently spoke about at our short-term rental virtual summit for women. And I know it's an exciting topic for many folks to think about incorporating into their own business. First, can you just walk us through a little bit about how you support bridal parties in your properties? Let's start there. Sure. The reason why I guess I, I kind of become became known in my area as the place to go for, for bridal parties is because not many short-term rentals allow them. They, I, I guess it, it's just kind of like, I don't know, a misconception that it's going to be way way more uh, to clean when they're gone, that you're going to experience problems with these groups. I have found it to be the exact opposite, and I've really leaned into it. And in doing that, I found along the way, I communicate with every bride after they check out and what was missing, what could we provide for the next bride that comes and her bridal party. So, I mean, it's it's everything under the sun, like big things you would think about, like steamers and dress racks and and things like that to the little things that you might not like extra bobby pins and hair pins and cotton balls and Q-tips and makeup remover and black makeup towels. And we have cute little signs that we put in, in around the house that they can actually, we welcome them by name, but then they can use the chalkboards, you know, to, to put whatever they want, just to kind of Instagram their experience. And um, I, I think it's, it's just setting up spaces that are beautiful yet comfortable so that they feel like it's really their own home maybe that they're getting ready in, but 
It's much more spacious, perhaps, and offer special amenities like I have a mimosa bar that I'll, I'll set up and, you know, stemless uh, champagne glasses that are shatterproof that they can take out onto the patio. I, I think it's also just having this attitude of hospitality toward the bridal parties that normally those that leave just say, what a wonderful experience it was because I'm not constantly like on their back, like, you know, what's going on, what's going on. I'm trusting them. I have vetted them. I am not an instant book, like on an OTA situation. Brides, you know, of course, are not going to just log on to say Airbnb and then book a house for two, for two nights on their wedding weekend without actually talking to the host or maybe even seeing the space. I offer tours. So, uh, so that's a big, a big difference between what I do and I guess a normal host. But I, like I said, I lean into that. I love meeting the brides. Sometimes the bride can't make it in town and it'll be her mom or, or maid of honor or sometimes her fiance that will come and FaceTime, you know, as we walk through the house to kind of show the spaces. So you do have to go a little above and beyond to cater to this market, but I just find so much joy in it. There's every host knows how wonderful it is like to get a good review and to have someone at your space that truly appreciates their stay. Well, it is that like on steroids because you are a stay that they are never going to forget. It's so special. And I provide little special things, you know, bottle of bubbly when they check in and a handwritten note and little huggies or some people call them koozies with our logo on them for all the bridal party, Just special little amenities like that. Yeah. I love that. And I'm curious, what gave you the idea to focus on brides to begin with? How did that come about? Okay. So like I said, I'm an empty nester. My kids are all between the ages of 21 and 27. And so they're kind of in that age where they, two of my daughters actually have gotten married in the past 15 months. And a lot of their friends are now getting engaged. When I first started in this business for about the first year, I did not host any bridal parties. In fact, the home, when I bought the LaCroix, it was being run as a short-term rental by a, another lady. And one of the things she told me at the act of sale, I will never forget. She said, whatever you do, don't host bridal parties. Like, okay, she just had a bad experience and so never welcomed them back. Lo and behold, uh, about a year later, I had a friend, a friend of one of my daughters, anyway, a friend, Asked if they could stay, if it was her son getting married. And I said, oh, I said, I'd never do this, but you know, they were friends and why not? It was the most delightful experience. And just seeing, and these were guys, okay? This wasn't even a bride. It was the groom and his groomsmen. They treated the place with such respect. They took photos and would text me over the weekend. Look at, here we are. And they'd post stuff on social media and say, what a great time it was. Their photographer came in and did some professional shots during the weekend. And so I just, I kind of changed my mindset. And honestly, after that, because they did post things on social media, it was kind of just like, it, it just happened. It organically happened. And um, like I said, since my kids are all kind of at that age, I would say Last year, I think I counted, I hosted 28 bridal parties last year. This year, I already have 22 on the books. And I have some for 2024 on the books as well, because obviously they want to book this stuff early. And 
probably half of those I have known personally. I've grown up in this community. And so, and like I said, being a coach and a high school teacher, I mean, all of these kids that are getting married, you're like, oh, you're this crazy has a place. So yeah, I mean, it may not last forever, but I'll tell you the past couple of years, it's just been, it's been fantastic. I love that. And already my wheels are turning because I'm thinking there are so many people who are trying to figure out how to increase direct bookings and not rely on the OTAs. It sure feels like this is a great strategy if you have the right type of property to to handle it that could really, really lend itself to direct bookings, no doubt. Yes. One of the big things that that has been very advantageous for me. I, like I said, growing up in this community and having two daughters that just went through the process. So I know a lot of vendors, bridal wedding vendors, and I've used that to my advantage. The dress shop in town, that's like the number one spot for girls to go and look for their bridal gowns and their bridesmaids dresses. I have promotional material that I provide to them and everyone that walks out of that shop has my brochure in their bag. So I have a lot of I have a lot of community partners like that. Sleepy Lagoon is actually just 1 mile north of one of the largest wedding venues in our area and I'm I'm friends now and have a really good working relationship with the owners there and so we kind of refer each other. If brides come to me, I refer their place and photographers and uh, wedding coordinators. The list goes on and on. It's it, you find that it really is kind of a, a little tight knit community, and these uh, professionals that that are really in the wedding venue space, I've been very lucky that they've been pleased with what they see, and they refer their, the brides and grooms to me. So I love that. Okay, now here's a question too: Are you finding that most bridal parties will book your place, and then? I'm thinking about the night before the wedding. Obviously, you've got the rehearsal dinner. Do you have a two-night minimum for these bridal parties? I do, yes. Okay. And so they are potentially booking the night of the rehearsal dinner. And then is the rest of the wedding party staying there the night of the wedding? Or how does that play out? It just depends. So at the LaCroix, we have availability for 15 to sleep. So most of the time it is, it's the girls, it's the bride and her bridesmaids, um, sometimes mom, um, mother-in-law. I mean, of course they all show up on Saturday to get ready together, but I found on Friday nights, it's actually like a smaller group, maybe that maybe the out of town bridesmaids stay there, that kind of situation. So it, it just depends. I've, I've also had some bridal parties that won't have anyone spend the night on Friday They all get together on Saturday to get ready. And then Saturday evening, it's just the couple, the the newlyweds that come back and spend at the home together alone. So it all depends. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you mentioned earlier that sometimes it's the groom or the mother that comes to check out the property in advance. Do you find any correlation in local brides and grooms versus out of town? Have you ever done any research like that? not not any hard numbers, but but it's generally the the bride that is from here tradition and down here in the south it's we're all about tradition and it still holds that most weddings take take place in the city where the bride grew up or lives. So 
I don't know. It's interesting too, though. I have found in our area, we do have a lot of couples that get engaged that grew up here. Maybe they met in high school or maybe they met at college, but they're all from Louisiana or from this area. So that's kind of neat. And then every now and again, I'll have a bride that grew up in Covington and her groom is from, say, California. And the house is not only used to get ready the day of, but it houses like the the groom's family from out of town. So it all just depends. And that's why it's each one is a, a totally different story and a totally different experience, which which I love. I love getting to know their stories. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Now you dropped a a really important nugget a few minutes ago where you mentioned that you have marketing materials or brochures that you share with local dress shops. And I'm sure that that has proven to be a really valuable way to get the word out about your properties. I'm curious, are there other strategies that you enjoy using to attract those bridal bookings? Yes, actually. And this, it it really wasn't a light bulb that went off until kind of recently, but I'm finding that a lot of my brides contact me because they were a bridesmaid in a wedding, say even a year before and love the experience. So upon checkout, I always do like to follow up with the bride and ask if there are any of their friends that were in the bridal party that might want more information for the future. I also, I have an email marketing campaign that we, we use StayFi for your listeners that, that don't know what that is. StayFi allows you to have like a splash page on your television or that your guests, when they go to, to log onto Wi-Fi, it asks for their email before they can use the free Wi-Fi. So when I have bridal parties staying there, I am capturing all of the email addresses of anyone that, that stayed there. So that's all of the family members, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, the hair and makeup artists, you know, whoever uses the Wi-Fi. So I'm able to to communicate with them along the way about what's going on at our property. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. I love that. Do you also ask who caught the bouquet at the reception? <laughs> no, that's a good one. Okay. Add that one to the survey. No. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Now I want to ask you too, because I could envision some people are thinking, well, this bridal party thing sounds really cool, but I'm afraid there's just these bridezillas out there and they're horrible to work with. So I'm here to ask you point blank, have you had bridezillas that you've had to deal with? Okay. The table I'm sitting at is actual wood. So I'm knocking on it because I am here to tell you zero I have had zero problems. And interestingly enough, my, in fact, we had one this weekend. I mean, normally the checkouts are on Sunday and my housekeeping team, they always let me know first thing when they walk in, what, you know, if there are any issues and it never fails. They're like, I can't believe these bridal parties are so responsible and respectful. I think it's also because I am not I'm not just a name without a face. I've communicated with them. I'm friendly with them. They, I've probably given them a tour. I let them know my story. I know their story. So it's, it's more than just a host-guest relationship. And so they treat the home as their own. And, and they're very appreciative. Like all of the little things that I, I said that I add, they're not expecting that. That's, it's not like I say, here's what's included in your package. That's it. It's just the experience I provide. 
So I think they're they're normally just happy and expecting a great experience. The only thing I can't control is weather. And even then, we've uh, we figured out we provide big old golf umbrellas all around the houses and, you know, just things like that. So no, no bridezillas. That is awesome. That's good news. Yes. Very. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And do people ever get married on your premises or are they only staying there? They ask all the time. And no, that has not happened due to, due to ordinances. Well, at the LaCroix downtown, that's not allowed. I could do it out here at Sleepy Lagoon. In fact, my oldest daughter got married out here in the field. Uh, we had the reception here at the, the main house. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> being the mother of the bride in that situation and coordinating all of that myself, that's a much bigger production and a whole different ball of wax. I could <laughs> because I'm zoned in an area that I, I could, but I don't think that that's what I want to get into. I more love the, hey, welcome at four o'clock on Friday and after Sunday morning brunch. Look, see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I love that. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit because I know this about you and I would love for other people to hear this story as well. And I know obviously in prepping for this interview, you had shared with me how you have partnered with your local businesses and your community and local charities as well. I'm just curious if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about what your approach has been and how you're partnering with other businesses in your community. Absolutely. This is near and dear to my heart. Well, first of all, just a, a tiny bit of background. Uh, my mom passed away the week that we purchased our, the LaCroix, our first, my first short-term rental. And my mom was a community leader like nobody I've ever known. And she really, she's the one that taught me and instilled in me community and giving back, not only to your community, but giving a hand up not a hand out, but a hand up and helping others and trying to, to recognize in your community where there's a need and where can you fill that gap. So it just, it all kind of came together. The first thing I think was a partnership with the food bank, our local food bank. Every community has a food bank, y'all. Why are we not doing this? So I, I went and met with the director of the food bank, took a great tour they gave me their brown paper bags that have their food bank logo on it. And I just simply typed up a little note to my guests that I print out and I staple on every bag. And every guest that comes through our properties has this sitting there. And it just says, welcome, welcome to Covington. We, we want to welcome you just like as if you lived here to give back to our community and to help us that the need is great. It is real. Covington is a, a community that has a lot of affluence, but also a lot of need and families that are struggling. And so we asked them if they are going to be staying for a couple of nights or longer. If they do a grocery shop, please, please shop the two for ones, throw that extra, you know, those extra cans in this bag. And we deliver them every week to the food bank. It has been such a beautiful thing. I'm not saying that we're, you know, stocking the food bank ourselves. That's really not it. It is, but it, it does fill a need. And it also, I think, has our guests feel like they're more part of, of the community that they're visiting. So it's a warm and fuzzy feel good <laughs> for yeah. everyone. And it also provides much needed. Food. Yeah. Um, and toiletries. 
they do that too. So it's simple. It's very simple. I love that. And, you know, I think about all the times, honestly, that I have traveled and stayed somewhere and I go to the grocery and I buy about twice the amount of food that I actually really need for that stay. And I end up throwing it away. Yes. Or people will say, oh, we'll leave it for the maids. And if that bag were there, it's very intentional. We are going to leave it right here for the food bank. So that's one thing. And then I, I don't have all of the particulars in place because this actually just started blooming at the beginning of 2023. But there are two nonprofits that I am working with to see if I can provide my spaces when I have uh, availability to these nonprofits. The, the first is called Family Promise. And Family Promise is, it's a nationwide nonprofit and it has affiliates in, I believe, every state in the country. And um, I'm, I'm on the board of Family Promise here in St. Tammany. And so I know, I know the need. Family Promise helps families that are either facing homelessness or find themselves in an emergent homeless situation. These are families, so it has to be a, a mom or dad and children. You know, there are just, there are times when, especially like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when I don't have anyone in my spaces and I think, well, why not? Why, if there's an emergent situation that Family Promise can place a family for 24 or 48 hours until they can find like it'd be a stopgap. We do have lots and lots of congregations in our community that do provide shelter and provide food for families. But sometimes there's just, it, it's too too late at night or it's too, you know, what have you, there's a gap. So that's, that's one thing that I'm working on. And another is a nationwide organization called Heart Gift. And what they do is they bring in children from all over the world, mostly I, I I'm finding that it's more South America or Mexico. And these are kids that are born with heart defects that the surgery is fairly simple in the U.S. to fix, but where they're from, it's not simple. And they, they may not live without the procedure. So a good friend of mine runs the local affiliate for Heart Gift, and she has partnered with physicians in New Orleans at Children's Hospital, and they donate their time and their expertise. And they're always looking for host families to house the, it's always one parent and the child that comes in. And yeah, so why not? Like I said, yeah, if my bridal parties are Friday to Sunday and I'm sitting here with a gap and it's a perfect space for something like that or families that are in need, I just, I, I don't know that things like that are being explored by many short-term rental hosts, but I would hope that if something like this works, I can start spreading the word and maybe put a little light bulb in somebody else's head. I love that. I love that. And, you know, so many times as hosts, we find such great value in hearing the feedback from our guests and, and seeing the reviews and reading the guest book. And it's, Obviously, it gives us the warm and fuzzies. It's one of my favorite parts about this business. And just think about that opportunity, but almost on steroids, That's you know, exactly. <laughs> where we have the ability to literally help someone in tremendous need when our properties are open. I feeling in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, please keep us updated as I that takes shape. I would love to 
have you back and and have you on an episode just specifically about that because I think what you are doing in your community is a shining light and you have the ability to not only help the people in your community, but help other hosts explore that in their own properties. So I love that. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to move to the lightning round. Okay. So in the lightning round, I'm going to ask you to answer with the very first thing that comes to mind. And they're easy questions, so you don't need to worry about it. But the first question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? Oh, oh gosh. Okay, I'm going to go with the easy answer because we go every year without fail. And that is uh, to the Florida Panhandle, the beaches, 30A area, or sometimes even just Gulf Shores, Alabama area. I have been lucky enough to travel all over the world to many magnificent islands and beaches. And I got to say, I think our beaches right here on the Gulf Coast are top notch. Top notch. I love that. And you, I knew you were a beach girl because one time we were trading messages and I think you were in Turks and Caicos, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I have never been, but I want to go there. It's gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Speaking of that, what is one place you've never been that you want to visit? I have so many. Oh, the Greek Isles, Iceland, the Azores. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, we'll do. Okay. We'll take those three. (laughs) I'm good with that. All right. What is one thing you know now that you wished you had known when you started out in short-term rentals? I guess the biggie that I can pass along, especially to new hosts or potential hosts that are listening, get into some sort of dynamic pricing software from the get-go. Don't try to do it yourself and guess and pull your hair out trying to look at your competition and fit. Don't do it. Spend the money and get that dynamic pricing software. I had no idea the first year of hosting how much money I was leaving on the table. I had totally underestimated and and maybe not for my weeknights, but on weekends, I had no idea that the market was really about three to four times what my weeknight was bringing in. Yes. Wow. Can I ask you a question about that really quickly? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but with your brides, do you go off of the dynamic pricing, like what it's showing right then? Or do you have like a pattern? Nope. Great question. It's totally different than what just a normal nightly rate would be on a Friday or Saturday. And of course that, because there's so many different things that go into it. I mean, the footprint on your, on your property is so much heavier. The cleaning fee is obviously heavier. The amenities that we provide and the goodies and extra, you know, cost a little bit more. So yes, I do packages for those. And those aren't, they aren't based off of what we offer because every bride or, or groom has the same things. It's it's more time of year. So I have, you know, kind of a, a slower season, a mid-season, and a high season. And so our, our prices fluctuate depending on that. Okay, gotcha. But for anyone who is not booking for a bridal party where they're just coming into town and staying, you're- I, I rely on my dynamic pricing yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, love that. Okay, what is the best piece of advice- you have ever been given? Okay. I'm going to stick with the one that comes in my head that, that pertains to this business. Well, I learned, I learned this from the great Mark Simpson and it, it stuck with me from the first time he said it and he reiterates it a lot. 
that done is better than perfect. I am such a control freak and perfectionist and I want everything to be just right. And, and sometimes those of us that have that quality, I don't know if it's a quality or a, a hindrance, but maybe both, but sometimes those of us get caught in a situation where we won't start something until we know everything about it and know exactly how to, and it's just not reality. So he taught me to just get my butt out there and just kind of fake it till you make it if you have to and figure out the kinks along the way and whoops, I did that wrong, opportunity to change it, that's fine. So learned a lot about myself just from that little nugget of advice and it's helped my business. I love that. I always call myself a recovering perfectionist. I like that. And I have this sign on my desk that says progress over perfection. Same exact thing because it is so easy to get stuck into having to have everything exactly the way you're envisioning it. And what happens is you stay stuck. You stay in, it's like quicksand, you know, you just have to keep one foot in front of the other. That's great advice. Go Mark Simpson. All right. What is one thing and or person that you are grateful for today? I mean, of course I could say family, but I'm going to stick to the business aspect because this is really so important in my everyday life now. I find your people, find your host community. I have found that not only through your community, Stacey, but also I think, you know, um, Nettie and Sarah with thanks for visiting and their, their coaching community has been just amazing. My people, I found in that group, in that coaching group with Annette and Sarah, there are eight of us that really bonded from the moment we met. We have met each other now in person at least once. Some some of us have met more than that. Uh, we call ourselves the great eight. That just that's, that's just what our text is called. And we started our own little Facebook page that's just for the great eight. We text every day. We have a call, like an accountability type call once a week. We all our hosts all over, you know, the United States, we all have such different businesses and different mindsets that we bring just different advice and experience and knowledge to the group. So that, that is what I'm most grateful for. In fact, I missed a call while we're recording this podcast. One of the great eight is she's passing through my area and she is coming to spend the night tomorrow night. And I missed a phone call from her. So we're very lucky that we've not only found a business group to, to hold each other accountable and, and, and move forward, you know, with our businesses, but we found friendship and we can't wait like to go to the next conference. We're going to the SDR Wealth Conference together and pretty sure everybody was signed up and, and went to your, your virtual conference. And anyway, they're a great group of people that I couldn't live without. You know, I, I think that that highlights something that's so important. You know, I, as you mentioned, I'm a huge believer in community. I feel like the Facebook group that I'm fortunate enough to have has really not only helped so many other people connect the dots, but it helps me. I mean, just, oh my gosh, all the things that I learn each and every day just by scrolling the group. I think, you know, for me, it's especially rewarding to watch the students inside my coaching program, which is the STR Success Accelerator. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, but it's so rewarding because we have weekly coaching calls 
And, you know, students will come with a with a challenge or a problem or a question. And of course, I will share my feedback. But one of my favorite things is watching people helping other people. So, you know, we have collaborative dynamic discussions where everyone can share their opinions and their insights. I just went last week and spent three days at a mastermind group with people that I believe help me continue to raise my bar with my own coach and my own, you know, business mentor. So I think that is such great advice. And I understand why you're so grateful for those humans, because it's not only an, a friendship, it's not only a way to lock arms with other people. They are truly people who understand exactly what you're going through can share great advice or maybe just a shoulder when you need it. But well, sometimes they'll just tell you like it is. <laughs> and you go, okay, I'll have to take that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I love that. And who doesn't love them some Annette and Sarah? Okay, people, they're amazing. Amazing. They're fabulous. So before we wrap up, Stacey, I want to ask you if someone, you know, is interested in maybe asking you questions about uh, bridal or community service, or maybe your own coaching program, or just want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to reach you online? Sure. So I have two separate websites for my two separate properties. The first is LaCroixCovington.com, and that's L-A-C-R-O-I-X covington.com. And then my other for Sleepy Lagoon is sleepylagoonla.com. And the LA is for Louisiana. So you can go there and check out both of my properties. And then it has my contact information on both. And those are the handles for both properties on Instagram and Facebook as well. So yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for you know, obviously sharing, sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. And again, I want to have you back. I want an update on the community service piece. Will do. I look forward to it. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. Now, before we sign off on today's episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. And I wanted to share a quick example of how these women are helping one another each and every day. Just today, less than four hours ago, our fellow STR sister, Stephanie Hill posted, I finally have my first STR ready and would love some feedback. I know the backyard needs some work and any other suggestions would be appreciated. She posted about 16 pictures or so. And in less than four hours, she had 45 women stepping up to give her words of encouragement and words of advice. In fact, Amy Glomsky says, I have lots of thoughts and hopefully some will be helpful to you. Congrats on launching such a great and big step. Unfortunately, the living room gives me a little bit of a claustrophobic vibe. Could you remove 
chair or two or the Ottomans. And Amy goes on to give additional tips and tricks and what she thinks might be successful in her space. So again, I want to give a shout out to Amy Glomsky, Stephanie Hill, and all the other ladies inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group who are helping each other day in and day out. And with that, my friends, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you back here very soon. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.